we all want to heal. Heal ourselves, heal our relationships, heal this weary world in which our souls have chosen to incarnate now. The question is how? As a clinical psychologist and Reiki master, I have found the answer isn't quite so simple. In moving from straight talk therapy to learning how to access the unconscious and our soul-centered self through both Reiki and meditation practices, I believe there is much more mystery and mysticism to healing than the material science world provides. Here, I hope to explore how we might heal our mental and emotional selves through a deeply spiritual lens. My name is Dr. Katherine Purple, and welcome to Soul Center Therapy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Soul Center Therapy. Today, I have on with me Nicole Bigley, and as some of you may remember, I had her on a few weeks ago, and we had such a wonderful time connecting energetically, both as humans and healers, and there were things that we didn't really get a chance to discuss, and I've had a chance to talk with her since, and I just really wanted to have her on again today. So here she is. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. So excited to talk with you. Yes. And I wanted to apologize. We both had discussed that the uh, sound quality on our last episode was not amazing. So we're hoping for better sound quality because I want everyone to be able to hear and appreciate all that Nicole has to offer as a healer, as a podcaster. And one of the things that really struck me when I was first learning about you that I didn't really get a chance to talk with you about um, was some of your earliest mystical experiences and more specifically your remembrance of your birth story. And I think we very briefly touched on it, but I just kind of wanted to cycle back and give you a chance to tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, where would you like me to start? I guess from the very, very beginning when yes. I remember? Okay. So when I was a kid, I was maybe four years old. You know, my dad was putting me to bed and he asked me a question. And that question was, or actually really wasn't a question. It was more of a statement. And he said, you know, when we come into this world, we make decisions about what we you know, want to experience, who we want to encounter, how we want to live our lives. And I thought that that was very interesting, but also I just had this flash of remembering and I was kind of what I would describe as being on the edge of the universe and looking down on earth. And it was like, I was nowhere and yet somewhere at the same time, which to me was very interesting. And also I didn't feel like a sense of the physical body. I wasn't feeling certain things. And it was just you know, in my mind at that time as a kid, so early on, it's like, okay, well, this is fact. <laughs> like, so I'm looking down and it's like a, it's like a sci-fi movie or movie. Like I see the clouds moving and I'm like zeroing in on earth and then earth. And then you're just going down, down, down. And I see this little girl and she's playing in a yard. And um, now I would say that she's my mother, but she's playing with toys. And I remember like, it wasn't a voice per se. It was more just a knowing and an answer question kind of situation. But it was, is she the one? Yes, this, that, and the other. And I just remember these flashes of almost making these decisions of what my life would look like on earth. And yeah, it was just this very interesting situation. And then I remember asking, okay, well, all right. And being very excited about going down and having this experience. And the answer to me back was, well, it's not time. It's not your time yet. And I got really sad. And as I went to like, 
I don't know what it was, turn around, go back and do whatever it is that you do up in a celestial plane. The next thing I remember was now's your time. And it was like a split nanosecond. And I recall um, just, just this huge rush of going down into earth. And then the next thing was being born and being in the delivery room And I, the next thought I had like major thought, because there was a lot of other things going on in my mind, but was just, holy crap, like here I am, I'm back here again. (laughs) Also a feeling of dread to some extent. I'm sure because we know that we do this several times. And I'm sure when the soul first enters the body, we have a lot of remembrance of, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it gave me a different perspective. I don't have children. I have not had children, but it gave me a different perspective of the birth process in a weird way, because I was just like, the way we do it, at least in America, I feel is a little, not cold, but very disjointed. Like, okay, you're born, you're here, you're, you're separated, all that. But regardless, and I, again, can only speak for myself, but I could imagine if you had a little bit more of a transition when you're born here on earth, maybe it wouldn't be so cold and disjointed. But ultimately, that was my first experience. And I just from that sense or that moment forward, still had had moments of clarity about what my life um, needed to be because I had had these perceptions of what um, it was going to be, I guess. How much of that initial flash of, okay, here are my parents, and this is the life that is has been laid out before me, I guess, how much conscious memory do you still have of that? And how much of what you saw then has come into fruition? Great question. I think that for me, the best part of it is that my dad asked me when I was really young, So as a result, I have that memory just as fresh in my mind as I would have back then. I think that if he hadn't asked me that and I hadn't kind of pulled back in the recesses of my memory, I wouldn't have necessarily pulled that forward. So if anyone's listening and they think like, wow, that's really cool. Or what does that mean? Like if you have, you know, young children or really any age for me, it was less about at that point, I had a flush or a flood of early on. Here's my plan memories. It was more of a knowing that from that moment forward, I had access to information. Yeah. And I think for me, the reason why I know it's not implant, meaning it wasn't something that like my dad put on me or he's like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? It wasn't anything like that. What reminds me or makes me feel like I know it's my own memories is that I remember like the doctor, the nurses, the room, the delivery situation after that, what my what my room and my nursery at my parents' house looked like. There was so much information and de- a level of detail that they were not giving me. And I know I have never gotten that information by memory because I was born in the 70s. So there weren't a lot of photos like there are now, you know? Of course, so, right? Yeah. So that kind of stuff um, was fresh. And it was just more a catalyst, I guess, is the best way of saying um, that that kind of preempted it. How much of that experience, like this, I mean, it, it really felt, it's almost like you were destined to have that conversation with your dad, destined to have that recall to carry forward with you. So how much do you think that experience, that good night flash of memories, like, I guess, has informed 
all the other decisions that you've made in your life in terms of like the work that you, the energy work that you've done, the podcast that you're doing now, like how present is that experience in all these decisions and turning points that you've made in your life, would you say? I would say 80, 90%. Wow. It's because if I didn't have that, I would not have had the confidence or the baseline growing up the way I did to be able to access the rest of it. It's almost like a foundation, right? It's a belief system. And it's not a belief system that somebody instilled upon me, whether it's religious or spiritual or whatever. It's like, I know there's an existence. There was a situation that I had that to me feels and was very real that gives me that baseline for the rest of my belief system, right? And if I didn't have that, then I wouldn't have the rest of that structure. Do you have a sense of why? I mean, because it was so centered around uh, the selection of your specific parents, you know, to have this specific life experience. Do you have a sense or did you have a remembrance of why specifically you picked your parents? (laughs) Yes. So as far as a reason or, you know, a validation of sorts of why this happened, to me, it was more or less a confirmation that we are all energetically connected. And I continue to say that, but the reason for that is because of these soul connections. If there's not a reason for us to learn and ebb and flow and grow from a soul standpoint, then there's no reason for us to experience anything else here on earth. And the very, the like the strongest connection that I felt was like, oh yes, like confirmation. That's the person. Those are my parents. Those are the things I want to experience. It gave me that level of just, that's the next evolution of my soul. Your soul. And, and do you have any sense? Because I know we talk about how we switch roles in different lifetimes. And sometimes you're parent and child, brother and sister, sometimes you're lovers. Um, did, do you have any sense of through these evolutions of your soul, like roles that your parents may have played? Or was it, is your imprint really about this soul's incarnation and what it was wanting to get out of this lifetime? I'm just thinking, I laugh because I, I don't want this to sound egotistical, yeah. But the what I learned through this is that I was a little bit more of a higher evolved yeah. soul and I was incarnated on this earth to help my particular family move through things because they are both on my father's side and my mother's side. They are a series of healers, um, of light workers of other things, and whether they certain people have chosen to embrace it or not, um, I was here to kind of help that evolution of that soul journey and less of them and more of, again, it's, it's less about everybody else. If the the most important message that you get out of this conversation is, okay, well, what do I take out of this? It's less about everybody else and more about yourself and what you are doing in this evolution in this lifetime in your soul journey. And that's what it was. So that's the only kind of evolution I can kind of share with that is it was again, that more emotional soul connection and then how we we're collectively going to help one another work together. What this makes me think of, and it's funny that you laugh and you're like, "Ugh, this is so egotistical. And I'm like, no, it's just the way it is because all sensitive, intuitive healers that I know and also work with as clients, right? Cause that's who tends to get attracted. Even if they don't work as healers, they get attracted to having healings done on them, right? Because they are these sensitive intuitives. 
it is always, I feel like always the case, not the exception, that they are the more evolved, probably older soul that is sort of tended to volunteer to be the way shower, chain breaker, the uh, ancestral healer in that lineage. So I ju- it was funny because you're laughing, but I'm, I'm laughing to myself as you're saying that, saying like, duh. Yeah, it sounds so egotistical to say it out loud when you ask the question. But yeah, that's what I feel like it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should. I, well, just for me personally, you need to strip that out because that's not I it just is right. It's not mm-hmm. egotistical. It just is. And it was such a loving choice for your soul to come in as a child to a family that maybe was a little more wounded, a little more lost to serve this role. But coming into a, in, in through a place of disempowerment as a child. Right. I'm glad you say that because it hasn't yeah. felt just, it hasn't felt like loving in the last several months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's just I totally honor that journey, and that is a journey that I hear. I mean, across the board from any everyone that I work with. So I just think that that's funny. But um, so I guess okay. So we have this vision, and it's kind of helped guide your life. Do you ever tap into? You said kind of. I guess, going off of this birth story and kind of carrying it into your work um, on your podcast and also as a a Reiki healer outside of that, how much do you, again, use that experience of of inspiration or an access point to help you, whether you're in an interview on a podcast or you're, you know, using healing energy through Reiki? I mean, how, how accessible is that connection, I guess? Yeah. So I think that part of the reason of me getting that information or having that information so forefront or front and center, I should say, is that, you know, you, for example, your work is led by your deep desire to help people on a more energetic level and kind of dispel and break down the walls of if you go to a doctor, like, and you talk and you have therapy, what does that mean? And like, kind of you know, bridge the difference between somebody that's going to that and then also having the healing experience, which I think in modern medicine is very much needed. So that's where you're led. For me, it's less of I'm going to do readings, I'm going to do energy work, that sort of thing. And for me, it was like, I'm in PR and marketing and communication. And where I feel led is like, not necessarily me doing that work, but bridging and connecting people and practitioners they're in that space through your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so the podcast is less of a, you know, a ploy for people to work with me and more of, you know, connecting that people, you know, connecting people together that helps it resonate because everybody's so different. Right. And to me, that's always felt very natural. And the reason why I kind of birthed the idea of the podcast, and I say I, but it was not me. It was the universe. It's not from me, but through me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of how it was. And I, and knowing that it's given me a sense of clarity to kind of keep my ego in check because it's like exactly what you said. It's not of me, it's through me. And that's the universe's way of helping. It's almost like the, I'm the universe's PR conduit. (laughs) That is the most beautiful way of saying it. You're, you're the connector. We as light workers come to turn the lights on of people around us in so many different ways. And mine might be on a more 
you know, I do have the podcast, but I, I, I we, we can all give props to Nicole. She's got a, a bigger, a bigger base and, you know, you're extending and that's wonderful. Um, so in a lot of ways, mine is more touching individual lights through the healing work. Right. And yours very much comes from a broad mass collective, um, learning and understanding more about spirituality from all these other perspectives. And that's the light that you're shedding on the world. Right. Yes, exactly. And I will say it's it's so interesting to see like the type of the the folks and the topics and the types of people that join the show that the universe has led me to um have on and it and just to see the evolution of it, like yourself included. I feel like your business and your practice is going to explode, like explode. Not right now cuz you know there's some other things happening behind the scenes that you're not necessarily like you know, ready and embracing, embraced for, um, per se, but as a result, like the universe is just like, oh my God, she's doing such fantastic work with bridging the gap between the medical community and the healing community. So get ready for that girlfriend. Well, and just so you know, and I actually am going to start, um, kind of promoting this through my podcast, but I wrote a book I'm setting to publish on my birthday, which is September 12th. And uh, it's basically, it's called Soul Center Therapy, a practical guide for mental health professionals. And it just, it covers all of this from a spiritual perspective, but also an academic perspective. And I also tie in client stories. So I am going to start teasing that. And I hope that that'll be another way um, for people to feel connected to my work and to understand like where I'm coming from with it. I'm feeling so good about that. I think you're going (laughs) to do really well with that. So good for you. We have to, all the light workers have to support each other, right? Yes, absolutely. So I guess, okay. And then this is a perfect bridge because I think the one other thing that we had touched on and then we never got a chance to follow up with, I know that we talked about the Claire's last time and Nicole was kind of giving her story about some of her strongest Claire's. And I don't know if any of you guys remember, but she shared this beautiful story of doing Reiki on somebody and kind of having Jesus's face kind of lift from your, your client's body. Was it lifting from the body basically? Uh, it was the freakiest thing in a good way. <laughs> so this person had a blanket on them and, um, on the blanket, it looked like the shrouded turin, but it was like a very light, it was just almost like shadow type started to like pull up on the blanket. And then the next thing I knew it like resembled a completely different person, a completely different entity, energy, that sort of thing. And that's when I was like, not that I was not a convert before, but, but, you know, after this, I was like, holy crap, like this is just amazing spirit source energy universe, the Jesus Christ energy. It's real. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Jesus is someone who, so I, I think I've told you, I have like this big light worker deck that I'll pull cards for people. And then a lot of times use that in my guided meditation. And Jesus has come through for me recently so strongly in um, healing. It's a very interesting connection because we, we think of him as kind of a paternal energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what he has been so beautiful in my sessions is healing the inner child, because if you can start to look at your inner child with the unconditional love that like Jesus has for your inner child, like putting them on their lap and holding them and loving them and looking at them with those unconditional, those eyes of just unconditional love for whoever and whatever 
you are. Um, and so he's become this really cool, like inner child helper all. And I never used to use his energy there. And all of a sudden, yeah, it's, he's just, he's beautiful. I think one thing I don't, don't want to gloss over, but I would love your viewpoint on this is that I, I just have felt, um, growing up and up until recently, I felt weird about tapping into one person or one, you know, energy's source. We don't talk about it enough. We feel like if we're Catholic, if we're Christian, if we're Jewish, if we're whatever our belief system is, maybe we're atheist, that like putting our energy or our thoughts into another source or another being is like, you know, in some ways sacrilegious or it just doesn't go and gel. In that instance, what it taught me is that exactly what you were saying is that in a weird way or in a beautiful way, all of it is that we're all connected and that the energy doesn't necessarily need to be defined. And, you know, so many people have such um, religious trauma attached to them, whatever religion they're coming from. So I think there's sometimes like such resist, like even sometimes I feel uncomfortable being like, so we're going to tap into Jesus. You're about him. And I am not religious at all. Very spiritual, but not religious. But it's deconstructing away from the religious essence of some of these light workers just into the spiritual essence of who all these character, whether it was Buddha, Jesus, Mother Mary, taking them away from the religious construct of who they are and coming into just the light energy that they are here to provide humanity with as these evolved souls that came upon the earth in whatever time period they were, and that they absolutely are there for us and want us to tap into their frequency as you know, we sort of spiritually open ourselves and heal and evolve and, and to not feel resistant or afraid because they're attached to whatever religion we attach them. Yes. And to me, and then I do want to get to the prayer or the intention that was here, is that the only other thing I will say is that I was like so hesitant and resistant about tapping into the Jesus energy and he showed up. So I just say that because it's like a point of contention and so as far as like, if you don't believe or you don't think or whatever, and I'm a big believer of show me and then I will believe. And so that, that brings us to your situation of how, when you were on my show, a psychic story and podcast, and you were like, I want to see angels. And I was like, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to see angels. And you're like, I do. So I created yes. Prayer for you, um, but let why don't you like share um, what that looks like, and that way people have a little bit more background if they didn't listen to the episode. Right. So what we were talking about in that episode was um, just specifically that I t- tend to sort of feel into energy, and I have kind of the claircognizance, and I I would say I have the clairvoyant in the sense that I have th- third eye visions, but I don't have three-dimensional in this reality visions, right? And so Nicole and I were kind of joking and it, it, it did kind of start with the story about Jesus. It sounds like his energy laid over your client's energy. Is that what you're saying, basically? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's what you saw. So, um, so just, we were kind of joking about it, but then Nicole was so loving and sweet and basically wanting to, you know, help me on in this process that I have been in continuing to just open and deepen my gifts. And so we had also made a promise 
to ourselves and the listeners that we would have Nicole come back on and basically recite a prayer for me, but also, you know, anyone who's tapping into your frequency, I would imagine, um, can also benefit from this prayer as well. Yes. And I'm so excited because exactly like Catherine mentioned, is that I was asking my guides and angels in the universe, okay, so what kind of prayer? Because there are some folks that like don't necessarily want to see Jesus or angels or the other side. And um, like Catherine, she's like, bring it on. Like, I want to see it fully. And others that are like, all right, I need little baby steps kind of thing. So what I did was I have a prayer here and I will walk through or it's an, an intention for the most part. If you don't feel like prayer is right for you, um, it's an intention. It's an affirmation kind of thing that we'll walk through and you can use it um, once. You can go back to it. You can use it multiple times, but this is what was downloaded to me for Catherine in particular and for her listeners onto what we could do. So what I would like for you to do, if you don't mind, um, Catherine, is since you are, you know, not driving and I know you're at your desktop, you can close your eyes for folks that are maybe driving or whatever you or walking. You can absolutely still do this with your eyes open. But for the most part, um, you know, it works either way. So if you have a moment and you have time, we suggest lighting a candle, lighting incense, laying down if you can, closing your eyes, taking a couple deep breaths in and out, and then we will begin. So breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. We call in our angels and guides of 100% divine love, light, and sound, never reprogrammed by the dark. We breathe in the sound and vibration of love. We breathe out the sound and vibration of love. We breathe in light. We breathe out light. We breathe in and out all that is for our best and highest good. Dear Heavenly Father, universe, the collective consciousness. We ask that you give us the gift and all and the ability to see. We ask to see higher vibrations. We ask to see positive energy. We ask to see angels, to see all the forces that work for us and that for are our best and highest good. We ask that this gift and the ability to be shared with us, knowing that we will use it for the light and for the greater good of mankind. As we ask, we know that it is being granted and done, and we thank you. We thank you for constantly being by our side, for your love, and for your support. Thank you, so be it. Amen. So that was the prayer. Thank you. And and I just want to attest for um, the listeners, anytime that I open channels to receive and receive the energy from someone as gifted as Nicole, I was feeling just, I describe Reiki energy as just love energy flowing through the body, really, like that's what it is when it comes down to it. Um, and so the whole time we were engaged in that prayer and I was laying back and receiving, I completely felt that energy. And I, I did tell Nicole, uh, listen, listeners, um, that 
before we got on this call that, yeah, I've, I've been seeing lots of sort of sparkles and flashes of light, but I would say in the last few weeks, larger masses of light kind of just in the periphery of my eye has been coming forward, which is really cool. And it probably does have to do with some of the intentions that Nicole has been setting. So yeah, not me as much as it's you, but yes, absolutely. They're like, and you know what? The coolest thing is that I've been hearing. I don't know if anybody else. And then, um, you know, I know obviously you want to break for another episode or whatever, but I have been hearing about these massive angels that have been showing up on earth. Have you heard about this? Well, Yes. And that, um, yeah, like what is going on? Like, I mean, a so cool, but then B like people are actually taking photos like that. Like I have, um, former guests and other people that are following them. They're tagging me and sending me this. It's not, it's no joke. They're visually showing up. Wow. Will you send me some pictures? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. No, I mean, there, and I know we talked about this on the last podcast too, um, the, the, the sort of energetic shift that's happening on the planet. Clearly it's happening, right? Yeah, I think um, I think the thing for me is that, again, I may show me and prove to me that things are happening, truly. Like, I, I don't want to sound like I'm a doubter, but at the same time, I'm also trying to be realistic about things. So when I can see things, feel things, hear things, just know things, and to me it's a confirmation. And when I get things sent to me or I see things um, that are, you know, provided, I'm like, whoa, crap, like that's just amazing. And yeah, there are angels showing up. Like what I've been hearing, it's like in cities and everything else, like massive. Just they're showing up in a loving way. And I just, part of me is like questioning, okay, well, why not? Well, I'm sure everybody else listening is like, well, why? The why is because they're confirming that our prayers are being answered and that they're here for us. And I bring that up for you in particular and others that listen to this meditation or listen to this prayer of intent is that also be careful what you wish for because they are going, they are not only showing up for everybody else, but once you do this, they're going to be showing up for you in a bigger, loving, more thoughtful way. So just be prepared. <laughs> I would use the word impactful. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's not going to be subtle um, changes and intervention. Like we won't go into it, but Nicole and I have also been going through a lot of transitions in our personal life. And I think you can attest to yeah, that's pro- that probably is angel energy at play also that are pushing things along that need to be pushed along. Exactly. So anyway, so um, thank you so much for having me on. Um, and again, I know we, we kind of um, plugged your things last time, but if you just want to tell our listeners again, I know you have this podcast and another one. So just tell everyone um, where they can hear you, where they can find you because you're so awesome to listen to. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So If you haven't heard of A Psychic Story before, you can go on www.apsychicstory.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter with the same handle or the same information. And then I also have another podcast, Supernatural Matters, which talks about mysterious situations and things that are not necessarily explained. So that are, those are my um, podcasts and my content. And thank you so much for not only listening to me, but also for Kat to Catherine and all that she provides. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of soul centered therapy. If you did, it would really help me out. If you give it a thumbs up, 
give it a five-star review, share with friends so that I can keep bringing this beautiful content to you guys and we can keep exploring all things spirituality, psychology, and healing. Thank you and have a great day.